0: All right. Well, hi, Fred. It's good What's to see you up again. With
1: it Doug. Good <laughs> to see you, man.
0: We're here uh, today on a Thursday, and today we're going to be talking about something that's pretty deep and and really important. Or an important topic for me personally. I think for you personally, mm-hmm. and I would also say uh, very important for the. Um, collective at large yes and so i just want to recognize that i have lots of distortions and ways that i don't understand things real well um but i'm hoping that in our little jazz session here yeah uh, we can riff on um that some level of clarity and love comes out and if it helps anybody then that's all i can ever ask for Absolutely. Yeah. Jazz, meaning the idea is the melody. Today, we're going to be talking about the topic of disclosure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a big topic out there, and uh, and that's the melody, disclosure, and then you and I are
1: going to kind of riff on that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like when you said disclosure, it's like some, uh, a stab, music stab should have been there, right? Dun, dun, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Maybe you know? I'll add that in, huh? <laughs> Because it is such a heavy, heavy subject Um, and it's uh, foreboding Mm -hmm. because, I mean, the the whole idea of saying disclosure is to say something's been going on, Mm -hmm. you know, for the longest. And I was aware of it. I knew that I know and I know now that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that 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 weird liminal space of I know that I don't know now, but there was a long time of that I did not know that I did not know.
0: Doesn't that get us in trouble? Yes. Uh, there's there's there are those who of us who uh, know what we know. Yes. There are those who of us that know what we don't know. Right. And there are those of us who don't know what we don't know. That's the truth. It's so true. <laughs> and, and usually whenever I'm in that camp, um, I'm the most fervent about what I know. Right. And think that I'm right.
1: Right.
2: Yeah.
0: That's when I get into trouble. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And I think that's all of us. I mean, yeah. and not only that, that's when if we, from that position, mm-hmm. begin to try to put the rest of the whole world in a frame, whereas the world is so much bigger than the frame that we are trying to put it in, yeah. that frame begins to break. You know, what do we do at the breaking of the frame? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure, and this is just my guess, but people that listen to this podcast or people who experienced some frame breaking, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, they broke out of a frame and found some new people to talk to, right? Mm-hmm. And then it broke out of, or they began to say things that they heard other people talking to. Mm-hmm. Them, and that caused them to break out of another frame. Yeah. Broke out of another frame and boom, 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 boom. Before you know it, they get to, you know, something like this. And, and, I, and I might be completely wrong, but I know that's my story. Yeah. Is that, you know, 10 years from now, if I would have told myself that I'd be talking to another brother uh about the ideas of uh, disclosure uh-huh. and uh, the, you know intelligence that's outside of you know the earth you uh-huh. know and and uh, the you know the algorithms that move those that are in power to the place of hiding information and, and all of that I was saying man, please, that's crazy. no, you know we're just gonna talk about you know last week's Sermon that was. You mean 10 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. 10 years ago, I've been talking about, you know, didn't so and so Mm -hmm. just really preach a good message? And (laughs) and that's all I want. I just keep it there. Yeah. You know, but then something on the inside was saying, well, if that was good, you know, keep Mm -hmm. on knocking, keep on seeking, keep Mm -hmm. on asking, and you get more. And uh, I think that this is just like, welcome to, to more. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to opening up this conversation with you. Um, and I'm hoping that we can both share our stories a little bit mm-hmm. and then some insights and as to what uh, I'm going to call an integrated or integral uh, view of what disclosure could be mm-hmm. and how that might be different from what seems to be the, the more common way to present disclosure. Sure. But I wonder if it might be a good idea to define what we mean by disclosure. Um, what do you think when you hear that word disclosure in terms of the spirituality that you now have? What what comes to mind for you?
1: Sure. Uh, when I hear the word disclosure, I I hear, you know, it's to a degree. It's saying it in a nice way and not trying to sound super deep with it. But it's apocalypse. You know, the Greek word apocalypse is the word to uncover, to disclose, to to uncover that that's been hidden <laughs> and all of the you know bells and whistles that come with it uh realizing wow, certain things have been hidden certain things have not been known but they've been here all along so now i'm off of my equilibrium now i am trying to remap you know my reality and so when i hear disclosure i i think that and to take it even more on a practical sense uh say probably we're in 2022 so um you know six seven years ago uh, i was at this place of really feeling that our society our world the human experience i was hearing these type of reverbial echoes that were saying something's about to you know disclose something's about to open up you know and, I, and now I imagine it's probably what, you know, John that wrote his Apocalypse and that, you know, all of these people that wrote their Apocalypse, you know, writings. In the Bible. you In the Bible, were, you, were in the Bible yeah. and in sacred writings were trying to uh, trying to articulate.
0: Yeah, something they intuited and saw in visions and archetypal forms. Yes, yeah.
1: yes, yes.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um,
1: what do you see? Let <clears throat> me ask you, Doug. What do you hear when you hear the word disclosure
0: Well, disclosure is a new word for me, new in the sense that it didn't really come into my wheelhouse until about 2014. Mm -hmm. But um, when I was growing up, I always felt different, Uh, and I remember I had a UFO experience in first grade, but prior to that, I had been really just so attracted to all things UFO, Uh, even as A six-year-old and then I had a UFO experience in in the country um, in Oklahoma and ever since then there's just been this way in which I've always been attracted to esoterica uh, where maybe some kids would be looking at porn when they were in seventh or eighth grade and hiding it real quick when the mom comes in and for me, uh, it was often the um, S- just ESP and book, little right. books, aliens and, and you know paranormal activity that I would just be so fascinated by. Mm. At the same time, I, I've always had a very deep love for the Christian mystical life, mm. um, having had some, I would argue, uh, spiritual visions even early on, um, and so <clears throat> I couldn't exactly articulate a synthesis on a conceptual level growing up but i knew i was attracted to those two things and it wasn't until really in 2013 so i'm going to get to that in a second when i actually was able to start to move in a synthesis sort of way and that's what i've that, that's the book that i am been living on or through mm-hmm. now but um i guess a, a A simple definition of disclosure as I understand it is disclosure of alien life Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not just that yeah there's alien life out there but that ET or aliens or so on and so forth have been involved with humanity from the very beginning right Uh, and this shouldn't be something Odd in a way. Once you kind of accept the fact that um, if we are all, if there, are, if there are, if there is one panoply or one tapestry of unity everywhere,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and a lot of good psychology and a good good spirituality of whatever religious denomination uh, or spiritual bent are saying, they're saying there's 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 in a way in which everything sort of belongs inside. This matrix of unity and union, mm-hmm. um, then it would stand to it would stand to mean it seems to me is that we are cells in a larger body, and what if that body is cells of a larger body, cells right. of a larger body, and maybe there's a group over here that's from a different planet, and that planet over here, and we're all the infinite creator or God experiencing God's self through um, particular phases of evolution that that is inherent in the, the metaphysics of God's own becoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what if then some clump of cells, to put it in that analogy that's on some planet over there, is advanced enough, you know, in terms of more advanced than humans, so as to be able to from their perspective, which is very normal and natural, uh, engage with our particular human bandwidth of consciousness to what degrees that we understand reality, and engage with us in a way that isn't overt, um, but is seamless and respects the primal law, which is the law of one. So there's a way in which uh, their Overting their presence would go against the law of one Mm -hmm. uh, or the the free free will, and I think from that aspect, if there is this kind of unity and union and that would exist elsewhere and that there has been involvement here, then it also seems that it could be in keeping with there are positive beings who are upon the positive path and there are negative beings on the negative path Mm -hmm. if we're taking the law of one metaphysics uh, seriously. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's not just the facticity of alien life, um, life in general, but it's also, as you said, um, looking at the macro collective as a unit, the collective consciousness as a unit, Mm -hmm. and saying that that individual um in fact that the jewish faith would would hold that the archetypal human capital h which is a collective is called adam
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah um the adam if mm-hmm. you will <clears throat> is just like we are on the individual level uh has moments of clarity yes uh and unblockage and has lots of areas of blockage
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and shadow and just like on the individual level for for us individuals to progress and, and slowly transform into more and more understanding of love and then living it out loving acts yes just as we do that then the macro Adam mm-hmm. or the macro human collective consciousness is also doing that. Yes. And we don't heal until we have something uncovered. Yes. And so for me, disclosure is a macro word to describe the what is happening on a macro level, which happens every day in thousands of therapy offices across sure where people are trying to uncover the shadow side and learn how um, our own uh, ways of our worldviews and biases and the way that we've lived out um, on conscious level have been informed by unconscious areas of shadow that have gotten in the way, right. So really it's as above, so below. Yes as below, so above. Mm-hmm. And I think disclosure then, Um, is the unveiling, the apocalypsis, as you say, and the specific distinction Mm -hmm. that I feel really called to make with disclosure, and this didn't come until more recently in the past couple of years, and I'll get into some of the journey, and I want to hear your journey too, um, is that for most people who are writing about or giving conferences about or so on and so forth about the topic of disclosure, Mm -hmm. are really, really emphasizing specifically areas that I feel, and I could be wrong, so I am admitting that in front of you, God, and you know, my dog, Uh, (laughs) I am admitting that I could be wrong here, but it seems to me the way that it's been going, going on is actually feeding in to uh, a general problem or a general blockage that human consciousness has had at the very beginning of third density. Yes. And that is, um, here are the evil ones. Right. Here's what they're doing to us. Yes. We must get rid of them or escape. You know, kill them yes. or something kill or or and there's different ways to quote kill them mm-hmm. but it is they are they we are we they are doing this to us and it and it pits us into a particular bias um a conspiracy bias which is sort of natural for humans to do but a conspiracy bias entraps us in the very same uh bandwidth of consciousness yes. that has actually been our own uh uh, anchor to not move forward in towards the collective heart, the, the heart chakra, mm-hmm. because what we end up doing with scapegoating and fear and all of this stuff, where we blame the other person, uh, the we're othering other people. Yes. When we do that, I think from an energetic standpoint, we are creating. A closed loop of energy in our lower three chakras right. that just spin faster and faster and faster without reaching up to the heart and so for me disclosure is all of what I've said apocalypsis, but the the little slit the the shift that I'm trying to enjoy myself and hopefully it makes some sense and I know you're on the same page with me is not so much to disclose the shadow, which mm-hmm. I'm not saying we shouldn't do, Right. but if that becomes the focus, then there's a million different ways in which the shadow can manipulate shadow, yes. and we don't know what's real and what's not. Right. All that's left are people who think they know, but they don't even know what they don't know. There you go. Instead, it is to disclose mm-hmm. and lead with the primacy of love
2: yes.
0: That. We're disclosing the fact that the infinite creator is contained in the, in the moment, that love itself, capital L, is contained, present, in this moment right now. Yes. And that we're disclosing the fact that it is a benevolent universe for mm-hmm. because there's only one unity is all there is. Yes, uh, We are standing inside of this coherent, unitive consciousness Um, with open hearts and open uh, Blu-ray wisdom centers to be able to receive but also discern. Um, And from that perspective, disclosing first and foremost that our own third density experience with its collective darkness that is becoming disclosed Mm -hmm. is all a part of a grander beauty an unfolding beauty of God's own uh, becoming, and yes. that we are invited in this becoming. We are God's sense-feelers in the very becoming of God. Yes. Uh, so from that perspective, there's a there's a level of open-heartedness that keeps us effectively, emotionally grounded in, in a sense of delight and joy. And then from there, when we see negativity, belonging on the negative polarity emerging whether it's individually or collectively there won't be the scapegoating there will be an acceptance there will be a forgiveness even as boundaries need to be set and there will be an emphasis on transmuting transmutation of negativity into positivity versus transmission of negativity to negativity and that's where I feel like most of the Current disclosure field really focuses in on is the transmission of negativity um, for this in the name of disclosing. because We can't advance and ascend if we don't know the truth. Uh, I think that that is the wrong take because I think it keeps us mired in the same bandwidth of consciousness that created the 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 quagmire that we that we have as a collective. What are your thoughts on all this? <clears throat>
1: Boy, that's all so good. All of
0: that is just so good, Doug. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: um, when I, um, one of the first things I, I think about myself uh, back in 2014, 2015, 2016, uh, uh, I find myself looking at this whole idea of, of disclosure happening for the longest I've, I've in the same sense, like you said, I intuited. I sensed there was just be things bigger, mm-hmm. greater. I still wanna but my most vivid memories of myself at uh had to be about three years old, four years old, uh, is that uh my mom and dad they bought for me while they were still together, they bought for me a STP. STP was a little car that had the rip uh, the, the rip wire so it was like you put this wire in it and you pull the, <laughs> wow. the wire out and it causes the wheel to run uh-huh. okay you pull that wire yeah, yeah, yeah. Out and then you put that std on okay. the ground yeah. uh-huh. and then it
0: takes yep. off right yeah, sure mm-hmm.
1: and 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 i remember being outside and i was outside by myself and it was this deep blue and it was two of them it was a purple std car and a blue one and my brother, older brother had the purple and I had the blue and I was playing and I snuck his purple out because I wanted to race both of them. But of course, you got to pull them you got to put the thing in and rip both of them at the same time. And so do, doing that for about 10,000 times as a little kid uh-huh. <laughs> And for some reason, I, I, I vividly remember looking at this blue car and just getting caught in the, the color of it and the beauty of it. Right. This deep blue color. And then looking up in the big Texas sky. Yeah. and and I I, I I to this day remember a verbatim thought that said, "This is a Texas sky, this is big And then all of a sudden something just was like, and there's more." And I just knew there was more from four years old, really? was really like, Wow but there's way more. Yeah, yeah there's more, you know. And, and and from then on, I'm just having all of these type of uh, encounters with the supernatural mm-hmm. constantly over and over and over again, uh, that's just giving me hints, mm-hmm. constantly hinting to me. Uh, and uh, so coming back to the idea of disclosure, one of the biggest concerns that that I have <laughs> that we have to figure out is how do we learn at the moment of disclosure to sit with it mm. and to learn to love to just as you said to that, that love the, the moment of love being in the moment of love that is the expression of the infinite creator so to sit in that place of love whereas like holding two different ideas or two different polarities of I did not know I thought I knew, but now I see more. You know, I was blind, now I see. One of the immediate knee jerk reactions is then somebody has to be the blame. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to be punished. Why didn't we all see this? Why didn't I know this? Uh, you know, as opposed to sitting with it, appreciating this new level of light. And learning, sitting in
0: liminal space sitting in yeah. liminal
1: space <clears throat> and learning to love myself mm. so that sense of self being gentle with myself because yeah. much of what we're disclosing um, it could easily jump back to the lower rung in my opinion uh, where we stay in the where we stay in the spot and in, instead of spiraling up, uh-huh. we're just whizzing around like that the STP yeah. whiz yeah. we're making noise, and we're just because we yeah. stay on a lower level that yeah. just says somebody else has to be the blame, yep. and now I've gotta point to someone and I'm gonna yeah. you know I'm gonna expose you your pants you're gonna get caught with yeah. your pants down. And all of that, now I can lump all of the blame on you. You Mm -hmm. are the reason that we are as humans. The
0: cabal. You are the cabal.
1: You're the reason that we as humans have not advanced. Yep. If you look at that to a degree, all of us have played these roles. Where we were the ones holding each other back. That's right. The truth is, we are still the ones holding each other back. We are the cabal. We are the cabal. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. And I mean it in this sense. Okay. I'm a man, of, I'm a black man. Yeah. A man of color. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I uh, recognize that within the last, just say the last 300 years of this country, the country that I live in, that mm. I love.
0: I know you do. You love the, Uh America. That I
1: love this country. I think it was E.B. E. Du Bois that said that one of the interesting things about the, the black man is that he's every bit African and he's every bit American, yet he holds the tension of both of those yeah. polarities yeah. and the, the tension itself can pull him apart can pull him the boys call it asunder can tear him asunder uh, and true manhood comes in fashioning the ability to hold the two polarities wow. together and not be torn asunder
0: crucified on the cross it's of, crucif- yes yeah.
1: it is and so 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 how do so so the reason why i'm saying that within this country so i i have story after personal story i have family story after story of showing how this country just don't love us. Mm-hmm. Don't love you. As well as I can show you stories of, and and, but I love this country.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: As well as I can show you stories of, but if I had it my way, I'd take over and, and that's where it stops. Because uh. the truth of the matter is that as a human, there was a movie that came out probably about, Twenty years ago, White Man's Burden, mm-hmm. and this this movie was Harry Belafonte. Oh yeah, and John Travolta. Wow. I mean, just you know, <laughs> polar opposites <laughs> there. Just, well, but I'm talking about giants oh, actors as yeah. far okay. as actors, sure. right? And just you know, these juggernauts of drama and acting. And yeah, they, yeah. What they did is they flipped the whole concept. Mm. What if white people were on the lower rung uh, of the caste system okay. and blacks were the ones that were on the higher rung of mm-hmm. the food chain mm-hmm. economically, socially and yeah. so on and so forth and uh, so so they played that whole thing out which caused me to realize a, a, a reality is that yeah. as a human if I had the chance I would grab at the chance to advance just for my own sense of personal personal survival I would grab at it. And if I had the chance, if I could, I would punish. I would scapegoat. I would say, anybody else, you lost because you were supposed to lose because I'm supposed to win mm-hmm. because I'm writing the story.
0: Yeah. History. Yeah, and God and, is on my side. And God's
1: on my side. Yeah. God loves the fact, you know, <laughs> and all of that. Uh-huh. And so but I'm saying all of that to say my point of disclosure is that when I set with the ugliness of what I can do, and don't try to get out of it, but just set with it, then it begins to work a change in me. Mm -hmm. And that's that point of disclosure. Uh, disclosing I, to
0: yourself disclose
1: is self-disclosure verse. Go. yeah realizing I, I, I for years for, for years I've worked in schools and we do a project where we talk about some of the worst things that's ever happened to us as humans okay And I've learned something in that and I've learned this is that when we for some reason the way that we are wired as humans, when we sit together and we come together in an open heart session, we're just open to one another. And we've shared and we share the worst human experience that we've personally experienced in that open open-hearted session. We both walk out better humans. Mm-hmm. How is it that I have opened up the worst of my humanity, either what I've done or what have been, has been done to me? How is it that I can walk away better from it because something changes? The power of solidarity. The power of solidarity, the sense of something in my heart that says, I don't ever want to see that happen again. I don't ever want to see that happen to you again. And then
0: the other person, though, is receiving that and not scared of it because it's inside me, too. Yes. We're in this we're Brokenness, in this together But together in solidarity And at this level of
1: vulnerability We complete each other There's a wholeness yes, that emerges Yes, And we emerge whole and emerge yeah. better And yeah. we realize I'm never going to do that again And I'm going to fight against yes. those that would yeah. do that And that yeah. would hurt those that You know from, from, from what Name the issue that we've been you with that we've used as a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, that's the beauty in the magic of good disclosure. And Amen. when I say good disclosure, yes. what I there mean is a disclosure that goes beyond just just that that bottom rung. Of yep. Now I got to mm-hmm. find somebody else. Who's been doing something wrong? Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, you know it's the your The reptilians, people, those pesky those reptilians. lizards. Doing, doing something wrong <laughs> yeah, until I realized I got a little reptilian blood up in me. Too. Well,
0: we have the reptilian brain. I the first one. I have a reptilian
1: blood brain. Yeah. yeah, so I, I, I have a tendency. Yeah. To hit my knee and will my leg jump? Yes, you know, uh, hey, there you go. uh uh, uh, uh yeah. who was it? Shakespeare said, Prickers will we not bleed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this and and so how do you get beyond that of realizing uh okay, we've been playing a lot of this game against ourselves? Mm-hmm. So how do we sit in that? Mm-hmm. Sit in that till we see greater light. Because the only reason why we could see the shadow mm-hmm. is because the light has gotten brighter.
0: Mm-hmm. Good.
1: So we could either start running after the shadows and start pointing, which I think
0: is where a lot of the disclosure is. Yes. Yeah.
1: Or we can sit still and say, "Wait a minute. The only reason I see shadows is greater because there's greater light right here. Yeah. Let me sit here until the greater light comes, because what's greater than all of the shadow is the light that's being cast." That's my concern about mm. disclosure. When it comes to disclosure, let's just open it up. What about the disclosure of UFOs? Okay, so last year, the United States, the government, they said, okay, we're going to do this disclosure symposium. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it all open. Let's do it. We're going to bring it all open. And But they get, they ended up with an eight-page you know, report that just said, yeah, since about you know, the 70s, some people have been saying some stuff and what we're going to do, let's just call, we're not even going to call UFOs anymore. We're going to call it, what, UOAs or UAOs or whatever the case is like. So, so, so. once again, to me, that is us again just saying, oh, we're not ready yet. <laughs> we're choosing, not ready
0: yet. Choosing the, yeah, ch- ch- uh, f- chosen denial. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just going to weigh in on some things you said there. It I, You really, uh, thank you. That was beautiful. Um I resonate so much mm. with what you're saying and um <clears throat> I grew up white, very conservative household. My I grew up listening to Rush Limbaugh with my dad. I mean mm-hmm. I didn't understand politics, nor did I like his energy. But I mean that's what my dad listened to. So he listened to uh conservative Catholic, uh mm. And I'm very grateful for the traditional values and piety that I learned. And, you know, I, I'm still fed by those things. Mm-hmm. I love the smells and bells of yeah, uh, man. ritual. Yes, sir. Uh, and and so I'm, I look back with eyes of gratitude for the containers, albeit narrow, that they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to Nicaragua for two years, which changed my life. Uh, With the Franciscan priests and brothers and what I found there in the Nicaraguan people was um, that what I thought how I thought I knew Christianity or how I thought I knew the world at Mm -hmm. 21 uh, (laughs) did not apply Mm -hmm. especially you know Catholicism did not apply in the experience of the Nicaraguan people and and what I really learned was that I went there down there as a missionary and really I learned I was the student and they were ministering to me, right. opening me up. And, and I emerged from that a changed person, but also that what I thought was real uh, and true was really a, a, a slice of the pie that was white, upper middle class, male, Catholic, Texan. Rural yeah. <laughs> and, and calling that truth, and you know, I didn't know yeah. what I didn't know.
1: Yeah, man. Uh,
0: until I had an engagement with, with what you could call the marginalized, mm-hmm. you know, and then having them leap generosity and acceptance and love and presence on top of me, um, and also well, many nights they would just tell me about how the um, the U.S. government's funded uh, Contra in the in the war there um you know would torture them or torture and kill their family members and and i just needed to hear that you know Mm. so i i came from that i went to graduate school uh at boston college and got a master's in theology and a master's in clinical social work and you could say that that would belong on the pendulum swing of the progressive you know in terms of arch conservative to progressive right um and in terms of my own Catholicism uh, and Christian understanding, I was very interested in the teachings of Richard Rohr, mm-hmm. uh, really integrating good psychology, good anthropology, good sociology with with a healthy theology that supports and is open, uh, permeable membranes with science and technology and sort of the modernity worldview. Yes. You know, yes. so it's the traditionalist worldview of let's say, Catholicism and Christianity interpenetrating really, really well with modernity and then finding a new reordering Mm -hmm. uh, that was life-giving for me that uh, integrated all of those things. Um, And also deconstruction of uh, social norms in my theology as well as my social work class, learning how to deconstruct and critically think think about um, what we would hold as uh, cur- uh, the, you know, what mod- modernity itself would hold as true, what traditional hold as true. And then from the postmodern mind, I really learned how to critique, mm-hmm. you know, and deconstruct these things. So I, I'm very grateful. But what became, what was the reordering of my own theology started to feel. S- status quo Uh, because that's how evolution works is that whatever is the old room or the new room rather becomes the new old room
1: right right
0: and so right around 2013 I was really ready for a new journey a new liminal space Mm -hmm. and that's really for me where this personal connection of disclosure comes in Mm -hmm. because I was led to the law of one material And because I'd had a master's in theology, and also just a deep mystical intuition of the Christian um, take of the perennial tradition, let's say, I heard the Law of One material. I listened to it first before I read it, and I could pick out at its depth the same thing that I already knew from really good theology and anthropology, Right, you know? Uh, I could I felt like I could trust the material yes. and that was real important for me because mm-hmm. it was new age mm-hmm. It was something different, you know, mm-hmm. it was new age uh, But because I could see it was almost like I could see between the lines to the 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 beauty the diamond shining behind that and I'd already experienced the diamond before yes. um, I could trust what was being given to me but what was being given to me was a net let's just say Um, that was much wider than anything I'd ever experienced that it encompassed my childhood interests of the paranormal and Theology and all of that it just encompassed it all. Yes Um, Then what happened is I got shoved into liminal space the door of the old room closed (laughs) just closed and In liminal space Fred, you know this it is called disorder. Yeah, Oh shoot! It's like, oh, it is shit. What? How in the hell do I understand? How do I understand myself? Yeah. Because identity—if you don't have a sense of who you are—it's the most painful thing in the world.
1: Am I crazy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only am I crazy, but who am I? Who am I? I mean, yeah. and who are? What is all this? Yeah, you walk man. around, dazed, like none of—is this all real? Is it not real? Is this an illusion? What is this? Yes.
1: Yes.
0: And that is where a lot of people, right there in liminal space. Mm-hmm right there there is a thought form a collective thought form a collective uh you could almost call it in its own energy gravity you know it's 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 almost sentience of the disclosure is waiting for people in that liminal space to give them a catalyst Mm -hmm. and that catalyst from my limited perspective has been, you know, shoots, and not shoots and ladders, Candyland. Candyland, it, yeah, it, man. From my perspective, it is a slide that brings you from, let's say you're almost ready yeah. to end. It brings yeah. you all the way down to the, the beginning. <laughs> right. And a lot of people land on that and they have to go on down and they don't realize it. Don't because realize it, in yes. the name of their own progress, they're actually sliding down energetically into yeah. the lower chakras yes. and they don't know it and that's where the real blindness is because instead of saying staying in liminal space like you had talked about earlier it's this sense of and i did this i did this so i'm going to talk about it it's this sense of moving down uh into the lower chakras gotta get I, you know i'm angry all of these things yeah. uh, they're all lying to us, it's all deception, it's all lies. And it actually detunes my ability to open the heart. Yeah. But I don't know it because I think in the name of being in the heart, yes, and I'm gonna help all humanity. Yes, I wanna yes, I yes. wanna save humanity. I yes. wanna awaken them, awaken humanity. In the name of that, I am actually transmitting the the first steps. Of the spiritual journey that the
1: immature steps, the early phases, yes, yes. and I don't know it. Yeah, yes. so good, so true, and I think it's right. I I had this weird thought once. I thought, you know, you know, we love a good movie, right? And I love good movies and all of the hero movies and all of that. And I thought, why is it all of the good, like all these hero movies? You know, of course, you know, Marvel is doing an amazing job right now, right? right. But what if there was a movie that showed like just this balanced group of people, this balanced community that just live life and they figure out each other and sit with each other and heal, you know, and continue to grow. It's like, that, that would be a suck movie. <laughs> no, we want a movie where we find the, 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 the uh, you know, what the, the villain we wanna find the villain and we wanna expose him and yeah. we wanna beat his ass. Yeah. You know, yeah. And we want to, to fight Hydra. Gotta find Hydra. Yeah. Take his stuff and we're gonna mm-hmm. right the wrong and, and 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 it's that fight within us uh that wants to uh we go into fight mode.
0: You know, okay, two things on that what you just said is real interesting. One is from a counseling standpoint, I, I mean I've been a counselor for twenty years, you yes. know you never ever teach somebody or, or work with them in terms of counseling by saying you know all that shadow stuff that's coming in you know how you sh- you fuck up all the time yeah you better hate yourself for it no you, yeah. be- you better just bring all anger and hatred to that and just hate on it you yes. better hate on it yeah yeah we never say that
1: no we don't no. because it doesn't work it doesn't work
0: it never works you can't kill an ego yeah you you can't kill that which is inside us the shadow you have to treat it in a different way. So there's a way in which you do, quote, fight it, or it's you're in spiritual warfare, however you want to call that. But you define warfare in almost exact opposite from the early stages of spirituality. Mm-hmm. The early stage of spirituality is you, me, fight. Because yeah. we have conflicting stuff, yes. demon, angel, whatever it is, angel, sure, demon. Sure. But... <clears throat> The the higher levels of spirituality, the higher levels of psychology is. I'm going to fight this through acceptance, mm-hmm. understanding. There's a certain level of dying to self, certain levels of surrender. There's a detachment that is not saying I'm detached and running away. There's a there's a detachment of I'm going to keep one foot in on this because it's it's a fight worth fighting. Yes, but I'm also going to keep one foot in the eternal now because that's going to ground me and their feet off of each other Mm-hmm. The, the source and summit the eternal now this love is going to help me discern how to act lovingly even if it's setting strong boundaries yes but I'm not going to do it from a place of I got to be right I'm the victim you're the bad guy you're the cabal
1: right right yeah it, okay my wife and I we've been married for 31 years uh, and it was we both came from two broken homes mm. so we decided you know we're not going to break up mm. we're going to stick through this and so on and so forth and we were really privileged and blessed uh, to have several different models up close models to describe and to live life in front of us that we would pick up hints on how to stay together okay one of them was my uncle and my aunt that led me to Christ the disciple they were married for 65 years and so we you know, I saw, I saw that uh, my wife, she had several people, majority folks from her church that she saw, you know, babysitting their kids and saw how they did life together. Uh, I had another mentor uh, that was a very famous white evangelical uh, that's wrote a lot of books and I've traveled with him for years and I saw kind of how he, I was able to kind of lift the curtain, peek into his life, this is how you, you know, date nights and this is how you talk about your wife, this is how you talk when you're around her and so on and so forth. So I started picking up those habits mm. and it got us good ways. In fact, about 20 years, we were really good. About 25 years and we hit a wall, right? And I remember going to counseling and the counselor tells us what your problem is, is you guys are really good at fighting. Because we had never fought. For 20 years, I mean, we have disagreements. But most of the time, you know, I realized she was right and I was wrong. I mm. just figured out how to just get with it, Get with her program. Oh, no, man. so I can keep on going. But, no, but, uh, you know, it's like we figure it out and we go on. But at that 25th year, it was almost like the the 20-year-old, the tools that we had used for 20 years no longer worked past 20 years. Wow. Or they would work, but it was like a dull axe. Yeah. It was a dull axe. It would just... It would be so hard to work to the point that as we're working it, we get tired of trying to work it mm-hmm. and just opt out of working it. And so, the, the counselor told us, he said, you know, so what's happening is that you guys are fighting, but you're fighting wrong. You're fighting to win. And your sense of win is either you win in your camp as a husband or you as a wife, you win for you personally. And nobody's fighting for the marriage. Wow. You guys are fighting each other. There it is. Not That's it the right marriage. there. And so I was like, "Wow, I didn't realize that." Yeah. And I think that to a degree, uh, we jump into that fight mode, uh, especially when it comes to the issue of disclosure. And 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 I'm saying that to say this is that, guys, disclosure is coming.
0: It's happening. It's happening right now. now.
1: We're in the middle. Of it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people made fun of you know the whole 2012. Remember 2012? All mm. oh, the world's gonna change. It's yeah. gonna stop. Yeah. I remember uh, the the 2000. Remember 1999 oh, yeah. to yeah. 2000? Oh, all the computers are gonna stop, and yeah. they didn't stop. In 2012, oh, it's gonna be. Over I 2000. was
0: in Nicaragua, and I figured if there's gonna be an issue, I would just go and plant beans <laughs> and, <laughs> in the, in the <laughs> farms. <all> the
1: <laughs> you know, 2012 came, and and now you know, folks were like, oh, nothing happened. Nothing happened. But you know, from two thousand twelve to two thousand sixteen to two thousand twenty two.
0: Yeah, a lot. You know so what much. people are asking? When is it gonna stop? <laughs> well done, well
1: done. Yes. We're done. But here's the point. I don't think it's gonna stop. Yeah, no, I really don't think up. it's gonna stop. It's picking up. Yeah. We are living in a disclosure age. Yeah. Where I mean, think about YouTube. Think about like all of like in the political world, all the things that are constantly being leaked now, Mm -hmm. right? Think about all the people that are exposing one another, Mm -hmm. you know, for the evil that we are type Mm -hmm. thing, Mm -hmm. the the evil that your camp is, well, the evil that your camp is, and that's going to continue. We could either go back down to that lower level of, like you said, energizing those first three chakras of I got to fight, I got to survive, I got to reproduce more like me. To, in, to the like in the name of being in the heart. In the name of being in the heart. And yeah. my heart really gets into it, not knowing that it's really the lower chakras. That's because right. Because my higher self is saying, fight for the marriage.
2: Yeah.
1: Fight for the marriage. My higher self is fight for the marriage. Mm-hmm. All I hear is fight. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. fight. So I'm right. But what would it be like, man, if I would have fought for me, and now my wife would have had a lesser expression of her humanity just to stay with me, but I'm right. Or what would it have been like for her to win the fight? Yeah. And then I lost and dampened down my sense of weight. I, I feel this about this situation, mm-hmm. but just to stay with you, mm-hmm. then that's a lesser mm-hmm. marriage. Mm-hmm. The marriage didn't win.
0: Well done, yeah.
1: The marriage didn't win, and so, I mean, when I'm saying the marriage, I think about from spiritual implications. You know, we talk about the marriage supper of the Lamb, the fulfilling. You know, did us us Christians ever ask a question? We we come close to it, and then we just walk away from it as if we're blind, as if we're blind to it. But when Jesus is talking about the marriage supper of the Lamb. This, this great mystical marriage that happens. And when we look at his prayer in John 17, he's talking about post-marriage, what's gonna be like after the marriage? What happens in the marriage? The two become one. Mm-hmm. There is oneness. There's this mystical complete off with the veil. We are one from now on completely different. And that is what I believe that we are being called to. And that's the marriage. That's the marriage that has to work. In other words, if I can really make it simple and plain, much of what the law of one talks about, Mm -hmm. the reality that we are one, we are an expression of the infinite creator, knowing itself. Knowing, herself, and, knowing himself. and it's and it and yes it's bigger than just one human experience. Yes. It's bigger than just one planetary experience. Yes. Yeah. It's bigger than one just, just one galactic experience. It's we are one.
0: Yeah. And I think that uh Law of One, one of the interesting things is it talks about how the understanding of self-emptying or self-gift, yeah. uh giving of oneself to the other. Um especially in terms of forgiveness, is sort of the salvation of third density. So it's it's not an absence of the conflictual nature of third density. That's part and parcel of this bandwidth of consciousness. It's meant to be that way. It's more of how do you move through that? Um, And it's not in the spirit of disengagement, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because that's where a lot of people go, I'm just not gonna think about these things. Just it. turn off, turn it off. It's uh, or it is fight Mm-mm. and everything you see is wrong, yes. Uh, but these are all ways in which to not engage with the actual complexity of it all, yes. And is to enter into it, um, with an open heart but also well developed, uh, wisdom center and and to take it on and to, to do what you do, what you said is. To fight for third density. If you want to fight, fight. You want to take it a war, take, make it a war. But fight for third density's collective consciousness. What's good for that collective consciousness yes. is going to be about infusing, embodying an open-heartedness, acceptance, and forgiveness first and foremost.
1: You said that so well. I like you, man. <laughs> then I like you, man. Say that again, <laughs> what you just said. Yeah, and, th-
0: and, th- and from that level of thought form collective thought form yes. then work on the healing of the shadow yes. side cuz that's when you can see it from a complexity model of of understanding and bringing forgiveness to the depth the 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 depth of the most dualistic areas of the collective consciousness yes. you bring the luminosity of wholeness Ooh. of an open-heartedness uh that, that has at its very front forgiveness. So it's it's wholeness with a forgiveness twist, and you bring it all the way down to the very bottom of the collective consciousness, even at the frozen state where people don't even know that they're existing. Yes. And you forgive, and you bring it all the way back up through this uh, sense of, I'm going to help carry this burden because we're all one.
1: We're all one. Yeah. So how does that... like flesh itself out and make itself plain in the everyday life, okay? So yeah. we're looking at something like, you know, I just picked up, I, I work Uber in mm-hmm. the days, right? Mm-hmm. So I just picked up someone, uh, picked them up from Amazon, okay? They worked all night and they were tired and wow. they were ready to go yeah. home, Amazon working. And I asked them about you know, what's happening with you guys in the unions? And this is, a, we're in Texas. Yeah. So my friend said, <laughs> my friend said, oh, that union shit ain't going to get to us. He <laughs> uh. <laughs> said, oh, that ain't going to get to us. And then I thought, you know, you go all the way up the line to Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. and then go all the way down to the line to the worker mm-hmm. of Amazon. They're both. You know, have have concerns, both have things that they're trying to hold on to. Both of them are trying to make it in life. Mm -hmm. They both have values. Mm -hmm. Um, But boy, when all the way to the top is looking out for the the real needs of that person that's at what some would say the bottom of the food chain. Yep. But treating the bottom as if you are. One with me. Well, you are. You're my toe. You are my, my toe. Yeah. I want what's absolute best for you. Yeah. Not just so you can make the head look great. No. Okay. But I realize that this little small toe, this little pinky toe right here, this little baby toe yeah. right here, this little crooked baby toe that nobody thinks that they see that's important. I got
0: to love it. If
1: it is not healthy, uh-huh. the entire body can't walk straight. Well done. The body yeah. is off balance. That little toe is important mm. because it... It gives strength to the next toe. Bob Marley died. Strength,
0: Bob Marley died from a his toe. A gangrene <laughs> in his toe.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait, the same guy who gave <clears throat> us such a profound idea that we still think about it. When one one of his lyrics that he said, "Until we see each other's color of their skin as no difference as we see the color of their eyes, mm. until we see." That the color of a person's skin is no different than the color of a person's eyes, until we see that, it's gonna be war.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, that song. It's
1: gonna be war. Yeah, we're gonna to continue to war it with one another. Yeah. until we realize that's no difference than the color. Yeah. Of
0: so I wanna, I wanna riff on what you just said yeah. because uh I earlier I had said that there's two things that I have noticed that. um uh um what I call warfare disclosure the sort of the more common way to understand disclosure mm-hmm. takes on disclosure and one of them is the sense of we've got to kill the bad guys we've mm. got to um, expose them and you mm-hmm. know root them out and whatnot and I'm not saying there's not a place for um, a, a way to set boundaries mm-hmm. that that is helpful yes uh, because as above so below mm-hmm. so the second thing I wanted to bring in and see what you think about this is what does the human body do when it has a cut? So, I have a cut on mm-hmm. my arm, mm-hmm. and bacteria yes. gets in my body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bacteria is considered a foreign, dangerous, yes. you know, something to be. Stopped. Doesn't work
1: within this loop system. No, no. this
0: closed system. This, I need, yes. I need to do something about that. Right. So, who comes to the rescue? Who are antibodies. the antibodies? Yes. The white blood cells. Yes come and they surround and they do what they do at at a particular way that they do it
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, to fight off for the whole organism. Mm -hmm. So we need to honor that too in in the whole understanding of disclosure. Mm -hmm. But here is an interesting piece that I was thinking about is I wonder what it looks like from a physical standpoint, a medical standpoint. I'm not a doctor Mm -hmm. but is there such a thing as Problematic uh, white white blood cell problems, mm-hmm. and I googled it, and of course that's what leukemia is. Mm-hmm. So when you have too many, or a, that's right, a too many, too many attacking, yes, uh, too much energy of yes. attacking, yes, it turns into a kind of cancer, yes, or uh, the autoimmune diseases, the where autoimmune where the body is the starts range. to attack, yes. So from my perspective. Uh, the disclosure movement at large Uh uh, if it doesn't move to a higher level of consciousness that from that it's actually going to feel like it's going to be people who are really into it are going to have to move in it almost 180 degrees uh, from from their energy that they're doing now so it's going to feel like a dying to them but if we don't do that then what I'm seeing right now is that we are perpetuating a type of global leukemia yes a a type of ms uh, you know an autoimmune disease that's collective absolutely that will actually keep us lame or or sick yes in the name of fighting the infection we hope to fight
1: yes in the name of fighting the infection then it gets just always into fight mode yes and so now anything that's moving I got a reason to fight it yeah and if it doesn't look just like me Mm -hmm. doesn't sound just like me so Mm. but that's where you ask you know the pauline uh uh uh, logic he says if the whole body were a toe would it be a body that's right so so if the whole body were a white blood cell
0: yeah good
1: so if the whole body was just pointing out the all the disclosures and all the things that's wrong when can we start looking at okay how do we embody because if I understand with the white blood cells, what they do is they come in and they surround and in embody, enclose. In they swallow up. That's why I love the old ancient Greek. Concept of resurrection is a swallowing up of Ooh, him.
0: this is good. You swallow it it's up swallowing up inside me. Inside and me. And you transform the and negativity transform to it. oh, yes. brother, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: there. Last, yeah. Week, last time that we got uh, together and we were talking about good. the situation with the police. Okay? Uh-huh. We were talking about defund the police. Yeah. And I sat up and thought about that because at one moment that I was talking about to you about it, I said, We don't want to get rid of the police. And I kind of stumped because I was at a I was like, oh, but what What do we want to do? do? And and I sat with that for the last couple of days after we talked about that. And I thought, what is it that I want to do? Because I do want to get rid of the the bull crap. Okay, I do (laughs) want to get rid of Uh the wrong. I do want to get rid of those that insist on not growing. But more than what I want to do that, I want to embrace the human police, Mm. the cop. I want to embrace him and say, grow, excuse me, I'm going to be ugly in this. You do it. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. Grow up and see my son. That's a 24-year-old black man as your son. Yeah. Would you ever, ever disrespect his humanity? Yes. You would not Mm. disrespect the humanity of your son. You would not even think. You would think terrible of someone that would think, about possibly disrespecting the humanity of your daughter of your son. I have a son, and we've made a social contract that you are our white blood cells in our body of our community. You are the ones that's gonna protect. Oh, that's it. beautiful. We we agreed to this. Yeah. What I need you to do is wise the fuck up. Be
0: a good white blood cell.
1: Yes. Wise up and know how to detect what's not good. And what's bad and what can be changed. We gotta train to If you embrace them. it. Yeah. If you embrace it, if you pull it in yeah. and say, look, I know I and, and and try to help find that humanity in that person. You can find the humanity yeah, in that person. It's always there. Instead of just resorting to being lazy. Resort, and this is mind you, this is a human situation. Yeah. All of our our, our, our human brains, they, they say that when when I write my the first time I ever write my signature. Okay. It takes a whole lot of brain cells to figure out how to write my signature. And then when they measure my brain cells after I've written my signature 50 times, it takes way less
2: uh-huh.
1: because it's become a habit. It's become a program that I automatically put in. Yeah. What we have done, and this was my argument with those in you know the situation of police, yeah. is what folks have done is lazily adapted and adopted programs that says oh that's a person to come. that's a black man gotta be up to something bad so i'm gonna i'm gonna hunt him down and watch him go through this housing unit he's you know jogging in the houses and i'm gonna go hunt him down and i just know yeah. he's gonna do something bad now he's operating out of fear so it's like but the, i read those fear moves as you are guilty therefore so boom The program is taking us off. Lower chakra. Lower chakra. That's all lower chakra work. Whereas the heart says, okay, I got to embrace. Let let me get close. So in other words, don't come away from me. Get closer to me. See the real me. You might just see the real you in the real me. Wow. Instead of looking at this false concept, what you've been fed, what you think you know I am. and i think we can get there i believe we can get there that's the that's hint. the hope that that that's that's the inclination that's yeah. what that's the that's disclosure of, that's, dis- that's disclosure that's disclosure it's the whispers of eternity yeah. saying there's more there's yeah. more there's more there's more that's pulling us all yeah. to saying okay now in order to see more you're going to see what's going to look very ugly at first but just stay with it.
0: Fred, can I, I wanna, this is the right time for me to share some of my journey because it, it reflects on what you just said. Yeah. Um, and what happened for me is when I started getting into the law of one, remember I told you that right there in that collective liminal space the people who find this sort of new age stuff and yeah. you get, get really excited because yes. it's like a freedom, you yes. know? Uh, it, it, in, it validates intuitions that people have it puts it in a way that's a big net around things, uh, but then there's that dis- the warfare disclosure thought form sitting in that liminal space that shoots in ladders that brings it all, all the way, the way down. back down, yeah, yeah, in Candyland, I guess. Uh, and Candy Mountain,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> we find ourselves at the bottom of Candy Mountain yeah. all over again.
0: So what <laughs> happened to me was uh, I, and I'm not, and it, it's not my. It's not my desire to name big player names. Sure. sure. Um, I, I because I see them as me. Right. Um, there were certain big player names within the disclosure field, and it was fairly nascent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it'd been around disclosure had been around for a long time, but but there was uh, a real. I, I feel like in the collective there was a real groundswell beginning in 2014, two thousand fourteen, thirteen, two thousand fourteen, and. I um, was introduced to some main teachers there that were using the the same language of the Law of One, had studied the Law of One, yes. were using that. We're also excited about bringing together, they were their own synthesizers. They were doing a good job synthesizing what they felt was important, um, and then making presentations. And there was always these insiders that were feeding these people um, more and more picture of what was happening in the hidden, the background, yes, yes. you know? And <clears throat> what I was finding though, even at even at the earliest times was this, and this is where I'm, and this is only because of hindsight, was I was finding the way that they were presenting, the particular lens from which they were presenting it, their worldview, mm-hmm. um, was fairly early stage psychology, early stage spirituality yes. that I myself encountered when I was 21. I So you resonated with it. No, tracking. I, I, that was a disjointedness okay, okay. because in my own life, I had worked through the hyper dualism of mm-hmm. my early life mm-hmm. because Nicaragua broke mm-hmm. me sure, open, sure, you know,
2: sure.
0: and and of course, being a student of uh, Richard Rohr and the perennial philosophy, Cynthia Bregeau, yes. Thomas Merton, a lot of these guys, I I was thinking and I was able to see where I, in the Christian realm, where what I would formally hold as important was actually uh, a container, but wasn't the contents. Yes. And there's a certain kind of worldview and lens that... That is necessary at the early stages. You got to mm-hmm. have some structure and container. Yeah. But you've got to learn how to trend, include and transcend that, or we never evolve. Right. Okay. What I was finding is that the same people, they were giving cosmic information yes. that was speaking to me on one hand because mm-hmm. it was validating the law of one and these sure. intuitions that I may have had, but the particular uh, energetics, the 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 energetic container that they were creating to present the contents was early stage spirituality, mm, early stage religion. Yes. The good guys, the bad, the bad guys, guys. Us, the, um, the reptilians, yes. the, the whomevers, the um, cabal, the, blue,
1: the blues, the, yeah, yeah. The,
0: that we are here. Avians, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And it was, it created in me a real disconnect because I'm in liminal space, yeah. you understand, at this point, and I've had to suspend some of my religious sensibilities to like accept things like reincarnation and uh, you know some things that were troubling to me sure. from a doctrinal position right. in the law of one. Right. 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 So there's a certain kind of open-heartedness and open-headedness, open-mindedness, rather, open-mindedness, yeah. to hold space for the unknown and allow it sit with it long enough sure. to kind of hopefully form a synthesis, but it's always uncomfortable Sure. because I was in that space. And then I had this whole thing of the disclosure thought form that was hanging out. That was, I was on the slide, baby going down. Uh, I, in the name of being open-minded, I felt like I had to suspend mm-hmm. um, what I already felt was a decent journey of more dualistic to non-dual mm, thinking right. in other parts of my life and I, and it became an incongruity that I could not overcome until I had a really deep depression beginning in 2019
2: mm, okay.
0: but what ended up happening to me was I got involved with some of these bigger players mm-hmm. uh, in the disclosure field and what they were presenting and giving out as true and all of this not only did it Affect me at a dopamine level. So I was uh-huh. sort of waiting for the next drop. Oh my God, the disclosure. And, yes, you know,
2: yes.
0: uh, I was interacting with people who, on one hand, they were very interested, very like me, interested in the cosmic understanding and mindset of things. Right. Uh, but on the other hand, were very similar to the people in terms of their own worldview that I had associated myself with when I was 20. Right. Uh, Given the earlier stages of of uh, emotional maturity as well as spiritual maturity, mm-hmm. and what I found were things where I started to just couldn't put it together mm-hmm. and and this is where i i started this was my exit so i I really entered into the disclosure understanding at two thousand and fourteen mm-hmm. and got real involved yes. even even helping in some of the bigger players right. you know and emailing all this stuff um to where around 2017 i started my exit strategy and it was a long one mm-hmm. um and then 2019 I, I i just pivoted and went through my real dark night of the soul but one of the, the there are two things that i remember very vividly that i said this is this is no longer something i can be a part of mm-hmm. the, the, it's not just Unhealthy uh, in terms of its psychological wherewithal mm-hmm. and spiritual wherewithal, but um, it is the it is exactly the opposite. I feel like what wow. the world really needs. Right. And the two things that finally triggered me. Uh, one was. Everything that I saw emerging in the, quote, mainstream media that was more progressive, yes, that was especially affirming, let's say, the rights of marginalized people, mm-hmm. people of color, mm-hmm. LGBTQ, um, women, all of these things, the women... Disabled. Dro- all of this, yes. they were quickly packaged up within the disclosure community as cabal.
1: creations
0: of the cabal yes. to
1: divide. Yes. And so, and then these it's, are these are tools to divide. And these these folks don't even realize they're being used by the cabal. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, or they're
0: leaders of the cabal, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, and then there would be a, a rudimentary discussion of racism mm-hmm. that would say, "Well, racism was created by the cabal
2: yeah.
0: uh, to keep us divided." And I'm thinking it's white people that are saying this white privileged people that have the wherewithal to be able to even look on the freaking internet sure it's a certain kind of privilege you know
2: right right. uh
0: to to then not at all engage with the actual messiness of the reality of racism the Mm -hmm. reality that there's a domination system that we don't have to point the fingers at the cabal
2: right right
0: right. uh and i don't believe such a thing actually exists but we have to look at what we have created. Right. And so if I'm going to if I'm going to do any point in the fingers, it's either going to be one hand maybe over there cuz I it's important to discern mm-hmm. where there is issue, where there are issues and there are. Mm-hmm. But I've got point one hand in my heart mm-hmm. and say but and I'm a part of this. Yeah. So that was the first thing that really it's like a, and plus within the disclosure field there are almost no people of color right and they're almost all men yeah and and a lot of them are ex military so right. you can kind of get a yeah. feeling sure. nothing against military but but there's a warfare disclosure mindset mm-hmm. that is congruent and concomitant with the 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 spiritual warfare of early stage spirituality sure. and so it's presenting disclosure within that nest mm-hmm. uh, nested container that is low level sure okay. The other thing that I started to see, like, oh, this can't be, is the same uh, uh, anti-Semitic anti-Semitism that I have, that I had studied and I had seen, and it's very obvious uh, in in studies um, that is used by people who want to scapegoat the Jews, for example, uh, emerging. In this yes. emerging very clearly in this and I saw some things that uh, were being entertained by followers of these big disclosure uh, personalities that were talking about it, it was overt white supremacy yes. and overt anti-semitism uh, to the point of really making Nazism fairly attractive. Attractive. Uh, Adventures
1: in white-splaining. Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. And then it was also uh, a desire to return to a traditional mindset that is absent traditional values that are important, Mm -hmm. but really explaining traditionalism, uh, a desire to move back to a traditionalism that is couched in a sense of purity, racial purity, uh, a rigid hierarchy where men are on top, yeah. and that there is this level of God at the top of a pyramid moving down. And all of this was packaged up as we are the alliance. We are the good guys. Yeah. fighting hats. The white hats, white fighting hats. the black hats. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, oh my God. Yeah. Do, how can we not see this? And I would make all these articles. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd write articles because I felt like it was my calling. This is my ego. I am, I am Doug Scott is saying this is my ego. I felt like I had to write articles to help people and all this. My most popular article that I ever have ever written, and I actually it I took it offline a year ago, was called uh, "The Real Trick of the Cabal" or something like that, because mm-hmm. I was trying to say the real. I, at that point I was still believing that there is an entity called the cabal and you know, all of this stuff and I, I don't now but the real trick of the cabal was to get people to blame each other because that's how people can stay apart stay stay apart uh, it was read by it was probably read about 100,000 times it was the only thing that ever kind of went virtual or viral um, and so people were resonating with it a bit but it I think it did zero out there Mm -hmm. but I want to share that with you because um, when I first met you Mm -hmm. uh, a year and a half ago or something like that um, you were the first African American that I had talked to right uh, maybe the second one um, but the first one I could kind of connect with personally here that was interested in these things
2: yeah
0: and you and I had a conversation about our issues with the whiteness and the white privilege mm-hmm. and all of that. Because right around Black Lives Matter is when, yeah. when you and I met, how the disclosure community was just absolutely tearing that apart, calling it a cabal mm-hmm. psychop, and all of this stuff. Right. Um, instead of seeing disclosure as an avenue to say, yeah, black lives do matter. Right. Uh, we have to privilege black lives matter, black lives, because it is almost the salvation of white people to privilege the black lives it, yeah. there's an almost a way in which we it's, have it's, to take it's my argument come yeah. closer to me come closer to so me so you can see that we are one that we are one and what have i done to you yeah
1: yeah and 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 grow from that
0: yeah together Don't
1: grow from it together yeah to where we 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 have to walk away from this painful place yes both of us together realizing one uh, as a white man, I will never, one, do it again, nor will I give any credence or allow, I won't turn my head the next time it's done.
0: That I hear it
1: done. Yeah, that I hear it yeah. done. Then, too, for me, as a black man, uh. I have to walk away also saying, okay, I am committing to, one, never allowing it to continue. Uh But also not giving in to the go along to get along.
0: What does that mean? What do you mean by that? Go along
1: to get along. uh, Well, if I can get just a little bit ahead in life. Uh Okay. I'll put up with your junk. Oh,
0: I see. Yeah. Uh
1: I'll put up with your junk just so I can get ahead a little bit Mm. in life. And then I get ahead a little bit in life and I'll use that privilege that I get to get ahead a little bit to help everybody else. Okay. I have to, and, and a part of that comes out of the point of, I, I remember, okay, I have to deal with some evangelical organizations that I was committed to and connected to. Mm. When all of this started to come out, Black Lives Matter, old George Floyd, death and everything, and uh, I challenged several of my friends, they're still to this day my friends. Are they white? Yeah. Oh. challenged them to, uh, to stand with me in solidarity. Uh, and so we just had a hard time trying to get their hands around what solidarity looked like in their power structure. Okay. So I said, to, I have to say to them, okay, uh, I love you, but I'm not going to be the silent partner holding your hand through this wilderness. You have to figure it out. Uh, and what my job is not to make you comfortable. Yeah. It's not my job to make you comfortable. Right it's not my job to make you feel good as you are coming into this light you have to sit you have
0: to be in liminal space and it's your job yeah
1: it's your job to figure this out as you are in liminal space now part of my subconscious my subconscious way of knowing how to survive is automatically making you in my power structure okay in field of cast I gotta just make you feel better if I make you feel better, I'm going to get a paycheck at the end of the month. Okay. Okay. If I make you feel better, I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to survive. I'm going to get along. I'm going to be all right. I have to step back away from that subconsciously and say, no, you got hurt with this.
0: So you, you, you had to walk this. in and a, 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 you, if you challenge them and they hold a paycheck and you say, this is going to have to happen we have to be in solidarity and you have to take the risk that you're not going to get paid. I got to take the risk that I'm not going to get That's paid. That's a courage. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. And and yeah. So, I got to take the risk of not get paid. Yeah. As well as I got to take the risk of realizing, you know what? I've deceived myself if I think this is the only way to get paid. There're better ways to So get the paid. worst
0: thing I could do as a white person is to say in disclosure mm-hmm. is to say dude, what's going on between us right now? That's the cabal. All right, so you just got to... Why can't we just get along? Yeah, why can't we? Yeah. It's the cabal over there. They're the ones that's causing all this. Yeah, it's not yeah, me. It's not... Yeah, you know, yeah. And so if I go and participate with you in a Black Lives Matter parade or we have to talk about this, dude, don't you see? We're actually playing in the hands of the cabal. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's just... And, that's and just, that would just be a total way... It
1: would be a total way of yeah of whitewashing the, the how, whole thing bring it,
0: bring it back to the white cells. It, it is a total way of... Maybe not showing up. I don't know. Maybe the white blood cells don't show up.
1: That's a, well, it's a good question. I, I would wonder. Yeah, yeah, that might be part of the thing of the white blood blood cell because. But well, but here's the issue: if the white blood cells do not show up, then the white blood cells are saying that that's not a part of my body because the white blood cells are designed. So what uh, I'm concerned is that the white bloods want blood cells want to come in and just take over and just make everything like a white blood cell. Okay. It just wants, you know, just uh, I wanna, I wanna just come on in, and you're not really hurting. Let me explain to you what's going on. And and I and I have to say to folks, no, you don't understand my pain. Let me explain to you what's going on from my life experience. Experience. Uh And you need to sit with this, and you need to sit with it and. As you come out of in the, the name
0: outcome, of our relationship, in the name
1: of our relationship, you got to sit with this uh-huh. and you got to let this affect you. And if you let this affect you, you would find developed levels of solidarity that may not sound may not be comfortable for the whole for the whole evangelical world. It's another way of saying it is a uh, I heard somebody say this, and I thought it was really good. And I'm, I'm going to tell you who it was. Is Rob Bell? He talks about oh yeah, Rob he Bell. He talks about wisdom, general wisdom. Mm-hmm. He talks about punk wisdom. He calls it punk wisdom, <sighs> like punk rock. Yeah, uh, and he talks about general wisdom is almost like the wisdom of the crowd. And the uh, so so you got all these school of fish swimming, and in, in, in when the school of fish they get their quote unquote sixth sense, and they all turn. OK, because they may it must be a predator right here. So we all have to turn together. It's safe to be in the crowd in that school of fish to turn because that predator might be coming. I feel the vibration. I feel it. And all the school of fish turn at one without anyone saying it's just the wisdom of the crowd. And he says there's always this one this one little minnow, this punk wisdom is saying, no, that's not. It's got to be something else. I must, I, I must investigate it. it. It's not what we all think it is. And so it goes off. Now, here's the thing. What if part of the predator's job is to throw the wisdom of the school of fish off by throwing a deceptive hit over here so everybody turns, what if they're turning right into the mouth of the
0: Into the mouth of the real...
1: Of the real predator. Uh-huh. Whereas this little, this little punk wisdom, this little one fish, this one little tadpole says, no, I think okay, I got to see. Fred,
0: I'm going to interrupt you right there because yeah. somebody who's into warfare disclosure is yeah. going to say that's what I've been saying. What I'm saying is that all of the things that are people are just getting fed and, and they're believing this shit and they're going right into the mouth of the cabal.
1: Yeah, I, I had I had a young man that's uh, a good friend of mine uh, that said a lot of that. And this young friend of mine was white, male and 20 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, I have life experience. Like what you're hearing is you're here, you've heard on a couple podcasts, you've heard on the news, and you've put together out of the framework of your, you know, 30 year old life experience, which I don't discredit. But you got to understand that with that experience was, you know,
0: echo chambered, echo chambered.
1: It was it was it was couched in a certain level of privilege. Oh, yeah. You know, and 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 it was told to you in a certain way that you actually, frankly, like to hear and like to eat. And so you took it in and just digested. The
0: biases were well set. The
1: biases were well set. Whereas I have life experience that I can show you where I've been done wrong. Yes. And I can show you over and over again. I'm not deceived. I'm living life. This is my life. And it's not just my life. I can tell you of my uncle and my cousin Mm -hmm. and my other, you know, relative Mm -hmm. and my friend and my neighbor and my community. I have story after story. You have concept after concept. I have real life experience. Yeah. And let's, so now let's sit with the both of these and let's see which one as. Let's see which one truly wants the true light, comes to light, like to turn this whole thing around. Turn this whole thing around like this. Okay. Uh, Probably about four weeks ago uh, at the end of Easter, I did a sermon. And I I did a sermon. I was invited by my friend to preach a sermon. I I love preaching. I'm a preacher. I love preaching. So I did a sermon called Standing in the Dark. And it was about Mary. Mary, after Jesus and John, the 20th chapter, Jesus rose from the dead. And the scripture says uh, that Mary early in the morning, it says while it was still dark, she went to the tomb and discovered that that the was there or, or the stone was rolled away. Jesus wasn't there. She ran to Peter and John, a place of comfort. They found out they run back to the tomb. They kind of look in and they see that nobody's there. And then what it says, and it's just interesting between verses 10 and 11, to me was what stood out, okay? Because it says that, like, they saw that Jesus wasn't there. They did not have a full disclosure, revelation of the fact that he must be raised from the dead. So the men just went home. He wasn't there. Something's wrong. I don't get it. I'm going home. And they just went home. But then the 11th verse says, but Mary stayed there in the dark, weeping. She stayed in the dark. And so my whole sermon was around just this moment. And I asked the people to be Mary standing in the dark. Have you ever stood in the dark, with being uncomfortable, being afraid, realizing that your mind is starting to make up all of the shapes in the dark that you're trying to figure out the shadows? Like this is this and this is a monster and this is that. But she stayed there crying and stayed in the dark. And it's something about standing in the dark. And my whole point what I was trying to say in the sermon is whatever is your hardest part in life right now, don't run from it. Don't demonize it. Turn around and face it and sit with it. In the dark. In the dark. Because over time, because what was the next scene was that the dawn, Mm -hmm. the day star was arising. Jesus appeared. The angels appear and say, why are you crying? The first question was, why are you upset? You're in the dark, but everything is okay. In fact, it's better than what you think it is. Because
0: you didn't get the dawn until... Until you
1: decide to sit in the dark. In the dark. You got to stay in the dark and stand in that dark. You may be crying in that dark. You may be all of a sudden saying, that's a monster and that's a gremlin and that's a, you know, a cabal. Mm All right? But stay in that dark. Because the first question is, so why are you crying? Which is the implication? It's a great question. All great questions do have answers to them. Okay? So the angels that are asking these questions, these angels, these these angels. Angels don't come from this terrain, from this earth. They're extraterrestrial. These extraterrestrial (laughs) beings ask, what's really going on? Just reexamine why you're crying. Yeah. Well, I'm crying because this, this cabal is doing all of this. It was this. a teaching
0: moment. It was a total to, teaching moment because yeah.
1: she said they they did it. Yeah. Uh. They crucified the Lord and they've taken her away. And we don't know where they've taken her, taken him, yeah. right? And then Jesus asked, so, so why are you crying? Yeah, Mary. Mary. 'Cause the first thing he said, why are you crying? And she said the yeah. same thing. Dave, 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 Dave. She's already in conversation. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to say to people that listen to this podcast right now. You may be in the dark, you may be pointing to the cabal. You may be facing disclosure yourself and saying, Man, this is a shit show. <laughs> What's going on? And maybe you're in a divine conversation to say, why are you really crying? Won't you sit in this darkness and re-examine it and ask, why am I really qu- crying? Because the next thing was that the Savior says her name. That's it. That's the personal experience. That's it right there. Nobody could say uh-huh. her name like Jesus said yeah, her name. Rabboni. And, yeah. and when she he said Mary, yeah. he, she answered Rabboni. I mean, yeah. that was the boom. That was kind to, I know yeah who you are, I don't, because you look like the gardener. So yeah. I've got to accept you now with your gardener look, Yeah. I know you're remarkable. I can feel
0: the essence.
1: I know the essence. So,
0: so you know, you just gave a beautiful uh, invitation to those listening who might be in the uh, ecstasy slash anxiety of disclosure yes. in their own life, where they're coming into this disclosure worldview. Yeah. Uh, And what do they do with it? And what what I'm hearing you say is, don't jump. Stay in the dark. Stay in the dark. Um, And and trust the heart, because it might be disguised in a different way than you've ever thought. The gardener, as opposed to the risen, as opposed to Jesus, but you will know the heart by its resonance. Yeah. And don't mistake. mob or the crowd for truth. In other words, if just because you might find a lot of brothers and sisters who are saying, yeah, it's the cabal and we got to do this, that that means you should be, you're affirmed on the path. Uh, Instead, trust and rely on the beauty of the heart and then the wisdom to recognize Beauty and truth before you that has a different resonance. Yes. It's not a resonance of anger or revenge or payback. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a resonance of well, what did Jesus have on his hands? Even as a a resurrected body, Jesus is always portrayed with wounds. With
1: wounds.
0: So you're gonna not look for perfection. You're not yes. gonna look. You're gonna look for the messiness of life, including. All the things we got to deal with as a society, the right. the right privilege, and, That's right. and and all of this, we've got to look at that, but that looking of it, staying in the dark, does bring us to the dawn, and that is resurrection. That's resurrection. That's ascension.
1: That's ascension.
0: It's not a matter of, I've just got to shield up. I know one of the um, big ones right now, the big leader, one of the big leaders of Disclosure, on their website, it's... it's uh, I think it's ascension tv or ascension.com yeah. and mm-hmm. right there front and center is to prepare for ascension you've got to and there, I don't know maybe there's 10 different things yeah. but a lot of those things that of the nine out of the ten I'm making this up I don't know if it's mm-hmm. if it, I can't remember but nine of the ten is going to be something about some level of self-protection yes. you've got to guard here the energy vampires are going to be there uh, you've got to inform yourself about how the cabal is destroying your life and all of the the evils that they've done and you've got to do this and you've got to do that and it's all in this it's all couched from a, a fear-based yes, zeitgeist yes. uh, the the container of the contents of this movement is fear and anger and the uh, revenge and repay worldview yes. and that is what keeps us there that's
1: what keeps us there
0: and so if my argument here and I in yours is too is ascension is not about uh raising our vibrations in the name of not engaging reality for me ascension is about including the messiness that's here in me and in you and everywhere and actually descending more it's it's incarnating more the the path up is actually the path down in the end yes it is it's it's more of a movement of more incarnation here really sitting in the dark Mm -hmm. uh in the liminal space knowing that i don't know and i want to know yes and then that actually begins a true ascension because it will be encompassing the heart and the wisdom to know how to discern but you won't be needing to put all of these energetic vortexes around me or this this fear-based us and them. Instead, it's gonna be like the white blood cells. I'm gonna engulf it and then digest it and transform it inside me.
1: Yes, yes. And who knows the white blood cells, I mean, they don't have to multiply and become so big bad because they can become the next monster.
0: Yeah, of course. That's leukemia.
1: That's leukemia. (laughs) It becomes the next monster. Yeah, I got one of my closest friends. They often, they talk to me and there's a a, a, a saying that's kind of going out there in the world right now talking about the importance of peace. But it says like this, protect your peace. Dude, you got to protect your peace. You got to protect your peace. People come around, you crazy. Look, you got to protect your peace. I turned to my friend the other day and I said, you know what? I don't have to protect my peace. My per- my peace actually protects me. Oh, say
0: that again. My peace actually... I don't
1: have to protect my peace. My peace actually protects me. What I have to protect is my perception of how close the peace is.
0: You know, Ra says that. Ra and the Law of One. Yeah. Tell well, me where does he say it. Okay.
1: I, one of these days, I will be able to quote Raw like you quote Raw. I oh, love how you quote Raw. It, well, it's such oh, a great. I have to go to that
0: fundamentalist aspect. Yeah.
1: Well, that. Well, isn't that great how we learn? Yeah, like, yeah. we learn how to ride the bike. Yeah. Like, I, man, I was like, I knew how to quote some King James now. I can quote <laughs> the King James version yeah. for you. But what I learned, and now I'm at a place in my life where I. I want to hold on to all of the scripture, holy scripture from the Holy Bible. Yeah. But I also want to pull in, like, so what does Ross say? What does Confucius say? Yeah, I know. What does Buddha say? And what does the Bodhisattva have to say? Yeah. Because it's all aligned. It is.
0: It has to be. If it's true. Yeah. It's got to be true everywhere. It's got to be true everywhere. (laughs) So Ross says, and this is. And Ice Cube says too. Okay. I'm I'm sure. And and so does Bob Marley. Bob Marley. (laughs) (laughs) And Bob Dylan. Uh, the, and this is something that I, I feel should be stated here, in this name, in the name of disclosure, that the integral aspect of disclosure that we're trying yes. to, to put out forth here, different way to understand disclosure, is that Ra repeats over and over again in yeah. the Law of One that love is the greatest protection. That's right. And they talk about there was one point where the three in the three instruments, the um, scribe and the questioner and Carla, the instrument, mm-hmm. the three of them made a sort of a triune party to bring in this right. narrow band from mm-hmm. the sixth density, mm-hmm. uh, a social memory complex, a un- united society that then was able to communicate in a narrow band because of the intensity of light and love that was being transmitted. You know, emerges the law, law of one material, but they the the triune on this side, the triune uh, party on. the the humans were being attacked by a fifth density negative. Mm -hmm. And so Ross says that you, because you're third density humans, um, really have the collective understanding of magical protection of that of the neophyte. I mean, Mm. basically you're a kindergartner.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Versus, (laughs) uh, and, and he says that the fifth density entity that was attacking them with all kinds of black magic and stuff.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: possesses the ability of the swordsman. Mm. So what do you do with a neophyte versus a swordsman, a swordsman. an expert swordsman? Right. Uh, but this is what they say after that. But never fear, something yes. along the lines yes. uh, love is the greatest protection and the fact that you communicate and you have harmonious relationships and your intention is purity yes. of, of uh, harmony and bringing in the will and faith that you have is itself a protection
1: yeah man yeah
0: so you see it's not a putting up an energy shell where i'm gonna just uh you know rebound all your crap back onto you yeah yeah now that might be necessary at times i'm not Mm -hmm, saying mm -hmm. it's not you know one wears a mosquito net for a reason right right but um in terms of the spiritual warfare that everybody wants to keep talking about Mm -hmm. instead of the creating a shell against you and me what if i were to help me become a fragrance yeah where the negative just comes right through me and and then out the other side right. without really hitting something yes and that fragrance is holistic love my,
1: my,
2: my,
0: my. it creates the luminosity of wholeness the luminosity the light strength of love in, couched in understanding of of holism where i see everything as a as a, everything belongs in in a beautiful tapestry of oneness that right there with an open heart creates its own protection
1: my goodness
0: and you don't have to compromise you don't have you know what i mean yeah you, you, you don't know? have
1: to compromise I, yeah. I i i i personally experienced this when uh, i mentioned about you know dealing with this one particular organization that was I was working with yeah. and I was partnering yeah. with and I had to confess to the leader. I said, "Uh, you know, I'm I'm asking you to stand in solidarity uh, with me while at the same time, you got to understand that I'm challenging myself not to give in to you and just make let you feel good. And even though you are trying and I see you're trying, you know, and I know you're not doing enough and I could let you off the hook by you putting up a nice quote on Instagram and saying, okay, well, you did it. Okay, we're good. We're good together. But I said, I can't. For the people that I love and serve, they deserve that the moment they go to your website to see it up front on your website.
0: They if you're going to have me If you're going to have me
1: being involved. Yeah, yeah. They deserve it. Yeah. And so for the for my sake of my love for those people, mm-hmm. because and this is so I started opening up to him, And I said, because let me tell you, I have to fight I should have that enough love enough for myself to demand that for you. Mm-hmm. But because I've, you know, tried, scrapped, and worked hard to sacrifice to get my family where it's at. I've, you know, sacrificed myself. I, 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 foregone be bypassed my own personal, you know, sense of self preservation, integrity, and, and integrity. Yeah. I've sacrificed my yeah. own integrity mm-hmm. just so we can get along. I can no longer go along to get in
0: the name of love
1: in the name of love in the name of love now what that did for me as a black man it makes me a better black man yeah see I could be a hustling black man make money or I can be more than that and now I'm now I'm embodied I'm a hustler baby (laughs) I, I want you to know I know how to hustle I know how to make money But I know how to love more because it's not just about making money. Money is important, but I can have all this money. But your identity
0: is beyond that.
1: My identity is beyond that. I have to be a loving person because I'm on my way out now at 55. I realize it. And now the encounters that I have with my 24-year-old son, I want to make sure they count. Oh, wow. And I just don't want him to see me as the guy that made money. But I want him to see me as the guy that
0: lived in integrity.
1: Lived in integrity. Ah. Even if it hurt him. And I hope to be the guy that he wants once he's get his kids to say, Hey, I, you gotta meet my grand my daddy, your granddaddy. That's what I want. You know, that's Ross says
0: after. that all manifestation has a price. And that's yeah. Christian theology too, but that yes, the there the, the, to manifest is to sacrifice. To yes. manifest has a price. And what I'm hearing you say is that to manifest your sense of integrity that you've always had, but until whatever moment it was. Well, until George Floyd. Until George Floyd. George
1: Floyd killed on the old side of me.
0: The hustler side or something. Yeah. Okay. George,
1: seeing George die on the ground in eight minutes, in those eight minutes, I died. Okay. And so what I'm asking my white friend at that time is come and die with me. Uh Uh-huh. What you are dying to is you're dying to you'll never see this happen again this shall never happen again yeah and what's gonna what we're gonna emerge from this is 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 a greater more alive disclosure in my opinion
0: that's disclosure that's disclosure. that's real disclosure let's
1: come and die to some things let's die to some things and yeah. let's
0: uh so for your new integrity to manifest, there was a pay a price to be paid
1: there's a price to be paid yeah. That's but
0: but there's a greater resurrection here. There's a greater you, you resurrection. You found a way yeah. to yeah. you're finding. Yes.
1: Let me make it real super practical. Yeah. Okay. When I was a kid, I used to pee in the bed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's pretty practical. And when I was that kid peeing in the bed, I made plenty of excuses and say I just can't. I just can't. You know, it's what I can't. I don't know how to stop it. It just happens, and yeah. I was comfortable with it. Yeah. Now, I had to challenge myself. And I had to come to a place of, I'm 11 years old now. I'm 10, what was I? 10, 10, 11, at 12 years old, I don't want to be like that. Okay, so what do I have to do? I have to... I gotta go inside of me and find something a better version of me that I gotta pull out. I gotta die to the ten-year-old, nine-year-old version of me, and I gotta come alive to the twelve-year-old. Put version away of
0: childish me. things. Yes,
1: now that I become twelve, now I'm fifty-five. Yeah. Now who knows at eighty-five, I might be being <laughs> this <man> again.
0: <laughs> the alpha and the omega. <laughs> All right. Once
1: a man, twice a child. Oh, Bob Marley boy. quote again. I think we've quoted Bob Marley three yeah. times in this podcast. Bob's here, but. Uh but but I'm saying I know now in my fifty-five year old mm. self, I don't miss the nine year old self.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't want now. If the nine year old self got a chance to talk, it may say, This is not fair. I wanna be I wanna be again. I want Well but what were you being you were comfortable laying in the bed and not getting up yeah. <laughs> going, relieving yeah. yourself. That was not healthy for where the version of Fred has to go has to in be. life. Yeah. Now, now that I could have been the twelve-year-old version of me making excuses for a pissy-smelling body everywhere I went, and just say, "Well, it's everybody else's wrong. You, it's just your fault. That's you just right. got to get with it." Yeah. I'm just gonna be me. I'm, I'm keeping it be real. Me. Yeah. Or I could just say, "I got to die to that." God, that's so wise. And I have to die to it, and I feel better.
0: Yeah.
1: It was just, it was time for that to die.
0: And that's the thing, right there, is what we're asking. I think, Fred, is. It's time for the revenge and repay mindset to die. Of of the
1: human experience. Of the
0: human experience, of the human collective, individually and macroly, to die. To die. And in its stead, to what needs to rise to be reborn is this sense of, like the white blood cell, embrace the negativity. Yes. See it, digest it, transform it on the inside and do that by engaging. Yes. Do the Uh, work. Do the work. And when that happens, we rise. Ascension happens. Yes. And it won't be an individual. This is a white magical thing where I got to do these kind of things and put up all kinds of energy shields. It's going to be actually almost breaking down the shields yes. in the name of love, let's connect. Let's connect. And we don't have a need for shields. We don't because but love is its own protection. Me, I'm not going to hit you. Hol- holis- holism is its own protection. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, we got to end. Good. We got to yeah, end. This is, This was so fun and, and life-giving for me. Thank for you. Me as well, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And we hope that uh, everybody in this uh, that's listening and, and connecting with us, and you are you are with us, uh, the eternal now is happening, so whenever you listen to this, your spirit is a part of this. We just ask that you are blessed, um, that you take from our engagement here, our sharing, our self-gift to each other, you take from that what you need and then incarnate that in your own life in some way. Fred, is, is there a way that you can offer a final blessing sure. to the pastor
1: that you are? Oh, oh, <laughs> I have mercy. Uh, If we could all take a deep collective breath, if you could just, wherever you are, pull in as much air as you can and just realize that as you're pulling in that air, realize that you are pulling in at least 10 sextillion molecules of air, oxygen, nitrogen, all of the gases you're pulling in. And every one of those molecules, as it circulates through this earth, as you breathe it out. Just realize that those molecules are traveling all over the round the earth. And so every molecule you've breathed in, you've breathed in at least one molecule that every other person on the planet has breathed in and breathed out. In the history, in the entire history of the world that any human that has been on the planet or will be on the planet has shared in that one experience that you just did. We are all one. And in that oneness, we bless ourselves. We accept the blessing of the infinite creator. And with that, we say, amen.
2: May it be. May it be. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Amen. That's beautiful.
1: <laughs> Ooh, we oh, we got man. the run in our mouth. Lord, wow. have early with 239.
2: So